The goddess is known as Shakti. Shiva and Shakti are the two twin principles, we could say, of cosmic reality. Shiva transcends the cosmos and the power of Shakti creates and evolves the cosmos and is present as the intelligence of nature, the beauty of nature, the pristine, infinite preciousness of the natural world and all of its potencies and all of the intricate intelligences that work together in every ecosystem. And to honor the goddess is to honor and sustain and be a steward of that system of nature which she has provided and which she pervades. And so she represents Prakriti in the Sankhya system versus Purusha. But unlike with the Sankhyas who believe that these two principles are separate, they meet in union at that highest level in which the world is the manifestation of the Godhead. Shiva and Shakti are one. And our worship of the goddess means that we must be at a level in which we can recognize the goddess in her true nature, which Spinoza referred to as natura naturans rather than natura naturata. Not the nature that is the explicate order, but the implicate order. That aspect of intelligence that produces beauty and goodness and joy and grace and all of the feminine attributes of God, but that are constantly serving to enable us to reunite with Shiva because the goddess is always playing out her leela to entertain Shiva. Shiva and Shakti are in a constant dance. And the question is, are you willing to dance with Shakti? If so, you must be in reverence for her true nature, which is formless. And you must therefore become formless in order to be able to not only dance with Shakti, but to ultimately return Shakti to that oneness with Shiva through the very love and reverence and devotion that is the nature of the bond between these two. It is our hearts that provide that power of rebonding these principles that had from the phenomenal perspective lost touch with one another which caused human consciousness to be destructive of nature and destructive of the feminine and of beauty and of softness and of weakness and of goodness and to take advantage of the brute force of those masculine aspects of the creation 
that would rather rape than offer love and offer the recognition of the divinity of the other. And it is this rape of nature and of the feminine and of life itself that has brought about the goddess's refusal to tolerate any further insult to Shiva Dharma and any further insult to her divine beauty. And so it is for this reason that Shiva has commanded an end to the existence of those who have defiled the goddess and who have not been willing to emanate the love and the respect and the honor to which she is entitled and who have fallen from our appropriate role as knights of Shiva's round table who are here to sustain Allah Vishnu that existence, that creation, so that all beings may return to the light. It is this failure that must now be undone. We must return to the wholeness of service of God through becoming those avataric knights with the sword of truth and the light of the supreme power of love and ecstatic bliss that has the transcendent ability to dissolve the apparent materiality of the world and bring about that maha-pralaya, that return of the explicate order into the implicate so that rebirth from the union of the Shiva-lingam and the yoni of Shakti creates again a world of perfect beauty. And so it is our function to bring about the transition and the death in the most painless and merciful way of what must die and the return to eternal bliss of that which must remember and must again become whole and godly. And this is the way we worship the goddess by realizing God.